Can guilt and regret deform our futures? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with Evangelist Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Lay, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Lay. Later in the show, you will hear from Desi Escamilla, who was on our previous show, who was burdened from accidentally shooting and killing her boyfriend and plunged into a lifestyle of drugs and wild living. You know, I think guilt and regret really can deform our futures because feeling bad about yourself and having a low self-confidence and constantly looking back will prevent us from, if we're single, meeting the right person or getting that right job or going forward in any of the pursuits that God has called us to because we'll never feel good enough. We'll always feel like a burden or guilt or regret from that past. And I think there's a really deep part of that where if we don't deal with guilt and if we don't deal with shame and those types of things from past mistakes, it will lead us to express it in a very negative way, or it can. Suddenly, you know, we are plagued in our minds with guilt and shame. We don't know what to do with it. We don't know how to express it. So next thing you know, addictions can take place, Mm -hmm. hurts, hurt feelings, maybe destroying our lives, even trying to sabotage and destroy our own futures because of our own guilt and shame that lives inside. Mm -hmm. So what are we to do with that? Well, the Bible says in Romans 8.28, it says, And we know that those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. And so I want to speak that to the person who's so caught up in their mistakes and saying, why, why, why? Know that if you know God and you love Him, He's going to turn that bad mistake into something good. And be ready for it so you can have a bright future. Let's hear from Desi Escamilla after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Hello, everyone. Joining us once again is Desi Escamilla, and Desi has been sharing with us the heartache and the pain and the shame and the hatred that she's had for herself growing up. As a teen, she accidentally shot and killed her boyfriend, which led into more guilt, shame, and condemnation. People, including her family, friends, they all were condemning her and pointing the finger and she would have preferred to be in jail, prison, or not even be alive. She was pregnant by this young teen who she accidentally killed and she kept the baby despite everyone saying to abort the baby. And her boyfriend who passed away, the mother forgave Desi and said, I forgive you. And that is just so powerful. But Desi could not forgive herself. She didn't even know there was a way for forgiveness. And she continued to find hope and help through same-sex relationships, but that never worked for her. She found a guy and ended up being with him and dating him. But because of the abuse from the men, she felt not good about it. She felt like she was being raped in her own relationship. She ended up having a couple of abortions and the hatred towards herself continued. And we're going to find out how she heard the audible voice 
grace of God that changed her life. Desi, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kathleen, for having me. Yes. So I understand as you were in this marriage and you felt like you just hated being with this man, you were into drugs and even meth. And the more wrong you did, the more guilt you felt, but the more hatred you felt towards yourself and others. Can you tell me about that? But what happened is I was in such a deep depression. And I remember telling, you know, back then he was my husband. I said, I feel like one day I'm going to explode. Like something's like a ticking time bomb. I don't know. I just said, I'm scared. I feel like something's going to happen to me one day. Like, I don't feel like I'm normal, you know? And he's like, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. But what happened is I stayed away a lot. I was working a lot and I became very busy, busy with work. And as I was trying to live a straight life, I went back again into the homosexual life. Some of the friends started seeking out to me from back when I was younger, I started out again. You know, I met this woman that I was dating when I was 18 or 19 and I reunited with her and that's why I started dating and dating. And that's when I figured, okay, this is it. This is what makes me feel good. This is what makes me feel complete. And I told my husband, I have to leave you or you got to go, whatever. And I left them, began to date this woman for seven years. And during that process, I wasn't okay still. She wasn't enough. I was doing drugs on the side. My meth started getting really bad that she started to push me away and was afraid that I was going to kill myself. And I remember her telling me one time, I remember asking her, can someone like me be normal? And she said, no, you'll never be normal. Wow. And because she was five years older than me, she was a grown woman, a businesswoman. I believed her. Mm. I believed her. And I knew I would never be normal. I felt like this person, you know, at the circus where, I don't know, you know, that person that everybody, I just felt like somebody at a circus. Mm. They can see right through me and stuff. And no matter how much I change myself, my makeup, my clothing, they can see right through me, you know, and I just got into a very severe depression. I became suicidal. I mean, I'd be at a bar crying over Miguel crying over the death of these abortions, crying over just so much. And I would come home and my kids would be asleep and I'd be in the room crying and, you know, cutting my arms, trying to commit suicide. I remember, Kathleen, because I wasn't getting physically abused anymore because I was already on my own. I was a grown woman. I remember I began to abuse myself. Mm. Literally, I remember sitting on my bed and starting to beat myself up, my face, scratching my face, banging my head on the wall, tearing my hair off of my head. I didn't want to live anymore. Desi, you were at rock bottom and your daughter ended up growing up and becoming a Christian. And there was a time when she started bringing in the Bible and speaking the Bible in your home and you felt condemned and you felt like she was mocking you and trying to embarrass you and make you feel bad. And you hated her doing that every day, bringing in the Bible because you felt like there wasn't a God because if there was, how could all of this happen to you? And I think a lot of people can feel that way. But as you were alone, you started yelling at God. Can you tell me a little bit about that and what happened? What happened is I was just upset. I was sick and tired of seeing those Bibles. My team started going to all these Bible things and outreaches and everything. And they were like, we like it. And I remember kicking the Bible. I found one in the front door when I came in. I'm telling you, I remember I got my fist and I was sucking it because I'm like, I don't want you. I don't want you. And I remember going into the garage and I started screaming. I just felt so weak. Like I'm done. I was screaming in in tears and crying. And I remember cussing at him, saying the F word and every word you can think of, telling him I hate you because you, you didn't take care of me. I was telling him, where were you? 
what were you? And I caught myself talking to somebody that I didn't believe in. And he told me, it's when I heard him. I felt him pick me up off the floor with such a lightness. And he told me, you have not felt pain. I always thought if it's the real God, he would have pity for me or he would feel this poor victim, but it wasn't that way. He told me, if you don't surrender, I'm going to allow you to feel real pain. Peace. I felt something inside. It was so odd that I didn't understand what it was. I felt my father in front of me. Mm. Now I truly had a father. And I just started crying to him to hold me. Mm. And what you're saying, too, could be a scary thought. Like, you know, when I hear your story, it's like, wow, she's been through a lot. But it sounds like what he was trying to let you know is that he was there and he's with you. But you have to give your heart to him instead of fighting against God and being angry. It was a surrender. Can you just tell me what happened in that moment when you felt God's presence and he spoke to you? I remember falling to my knees and just telling him to hold me. I felt his arms around me. I, I, and I remember I ran upstairs and I went to my room and I laid on my bed. And then the next day I got up and I ran into the room and I said, you guys, you know, I think it was a Saturday night. And I remember telling them, you guys, we're going to go to church. They're like, what? Mm. I said, yeah, we're going to go to church. Wow. Yeah. I surrendered and he just became more and more real every day. Mm. And it was a struggle, Kathleen, because I still had my girlfriend. It was a struggle, but I had to choose. He removed the alcohol. I never touched it again. Wow. And he told me, you have to choose between life and death. It was my girlfriend or him. I had to let go Mm. everything in my life. And now I know, Kathleen, he was always there. Wow. You know, there's a lot of people who are really understanding the situation where they have had the heavy weight on them and the rejection and not feeling normal. And in that moment, you felt his love and his presence and his forgiveness. Yes. And there are people right now who need to feel his presence. They need a touch from God. They need to experience him. They need his forgiveness. If God could forgive you, he could forgive anyone, right? He can forgive anyone. Yes. Yes. He can forgive you no matter what you've done, what you've been through, as long as you're willing to give your heart to him. You know, he forgives us, but he doesn't want to keep us in the same place. He wants to set us free and change us. Amen. Desi, your testimony is powerful. And we're going to pray for those right now who are listening. Wow. What a testimony. Mm -hmm. As I was praying through it, I want to pray for a couple of people here. For someone who's saying, will I ever be normal or will I ever be normal again? The answer is yes. Jesus has the redemption power to restore you back to who you are and how he created you to be. That's one. I wanted to pray for someone out there who's saying that they've come to a point where they're mad at God. You know, I've had enough. I can't take anymore. And God, it's all your fault. But then when you heard that testimony, and you probably heard it as I heard it, that maybe we really don't know what pain and how bad it can really get. So right now, Lord Jesus, we just turn to you. We come to you. And for both sides, we receive you, Lord Jesus. We receive that redemption power. We receive, Lord God, and we take a moment to realize that the pain that you went through on the cross. And I pray that you begin to give us that revelation, the understanding 
of what you went through so that we don't have to go through the pain of a real place called hell. Mm -hmm. So Jesus, we receive you, we believe in you, and we take a moment, instead of being mad at you, we receive the forgiveness for our sins and help us to forgive the sins of others. Maybe someone right now is listening, they need to forgive themselves. We do that right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life.